Do you like chimpanzees and naked <laughs> stars and naked pastors? <laughs> what the The naked this, pastor podcast. This is the, this is the podcast. I like it. Welcome to the Impact Defense Podcast. We are dedicated to giving you the information that you need to help keep you safe. Now let's join our hosts, Brian, Jada, and Kylie. Hey guys, welcome back to our third and final installment of our church security series. As you can tell from the intro, we got a little crazy by the end, but I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, so as, as the person who stands up in the most vulnerable spot in the church, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what, what does it mean to you to have some type of security safety kind of team? And I know you said it's not the pastor's personal bodyguard. It is not, no. you know, um, but what does it mean to you to know that you've got a group of people out there whose whole goal is to keep like you said, a, you know, how did you word that? I don't know. I'm sure it was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I'm with well articulate. Well articulate. <laughs> oh, it, was, it was perfect. As I started to talk, I was like, wait a second. My mouth is running and my brain is shutting down. So, uh, but no, uh, you know, to kind of keep disruptions from happening sure. and stuff like that. You, you've got a group that's really de- kind of dedicated to, uh, Keep the disruptions down. Sure. So, what does that mean as 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 the person who stands in that most vulnerable spot in the church? Honestly, you remember when like George W. Bush had that shoe thrown at him? Oh, yeah. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm showing some age. You yeah, know? like it you're was, the youngest one in the team. <laughs> <I know. laughs> you're showing age. We're filming on. Right he, he was so quick, and then and then the the so the whatever I'm calling secret it. service. Yeah, secret, secret service, service man just tackled the guy. Yeah. yeah, and that's what I feel like, man. I just need reaction time like that. Like, yeah. just, just do that right there. But you know, to I think it's just an extra sense of safety for me personally. Yeah. to know that they're strategically sitting where where they need to sit. You know, and um, you're right about like the signals, like stepping forward towards somebody or going, you know. You know, yeah. whatever it is, the baseball signal to yeah. this guy. That's that yeah, that's like, yeah, that's like, that's you know, a high sign. That's This guy, this guy. <laughs> you know, that's, for, for, for me, you can continue to do the work that God needs you to do. That's right. Where at the place where you need to be at. Yeah. And so that's the sense of safety for me personally. It's not a, it's not a personal security guard. Yeah, Even no. though, like, it's, I have a pastor friend of mine uh, in Memphis, Tennessee, who used to pastor a major, like a mega church. And where you saw the pastor, you saw Jeff or whatever. Mm-hmm. He was yeah. there. And that's good too. I mean, you know, it's, it's good and not only to say, okay, you know, can, let's get a meeting set up. Talk to Jeff over here. You know what I'm saying? He'll take your name and, and or do whatever it is. Yeah. I think that's, and it depends on the size of the church and, and amount of volunteers. We always face, you know, we talk, we haven't talked necessarily about the, lack of volunteers the people who don't want to do this you know yeah. which is in every ministry <laughs> every created so that's that for for us i think it's one of these things for it's an extra sense of safety for me yeah you know i can see i know they're there especially newer folks you know we want to trust everybody who comes into the church you can't yeah um you want to and they're there for a reason whether it's to do harm or get saved you know it's yeah, like they're there right. for a reason so right. it's good for me i, I like it yeah. For me, it's just one thing I don't have to think about. You right. know, I, I show up on Sunday morning and I really don't have to think about it because I know someone else is. Yeah. And so it's peace of mind and it positions me to be able to do uh, my primary responsibility or the things that only I can do because, uh, once again, it's just peace of mind. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, for me, I guess I don't I, – I think I would lean more toward that exact same answer because I've never once thought in my mind of a bodyguard. In fact, mm, like I've, yeah. I've watched – I think we've all watched those pastors – and that's why I like what you said. It's not our bodyguard. It's not our bodyguard, you know. We've watched those pastors in these big churches who feel like they're super special and they have these things called armor bearers walking yeah, around. Right. Oh, man, it's like this crowd. They're untouchable. And it's like, yeah. man, even Jesus was touched by people in a crowd. Yeah. You know, like we, he was available. He was, he was reachable. And, and that's what we always want to be as pastors. And, like, the last thing I would ever want anybody to think is that my life is more valuable than theirs because of something I happen to be doing at that given time yeah. of the day. Like, it is not. No, I'm actually – more vulnerable, sure, because I'm speaking things and, and my life has to try to line up with it. And that's why God gave me my wonderful wife to remind me where I failed. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. She has that's no right. mercy. You know? <laughs> and so, like, at that moment, I'm just not worried about our kids. I'm not worried about our uh, our people in another place. I'm not, I'm not worried about our counters. I'm not worried about our ushers. I'm not worried about these people at all. We have this sort of a freedom there and it, it never crosses my mind that this is there for my safety because I've instructed our people that we there is no level of value on anybody who comes in that church. Mm-hmm. No level of value is ever attributed to anybody. Like I am not more important than somebody else. Yep. Somebody else is not more important. Somebody else's kids not more important than mine. All of mm-hmm. them are equally important, you know. And and I've also told them, look, in the in the situation in our church, from where the person would have to go to to get to me I've got more protection than everybody else because I got this huge oak pulpit in front of yeah. me. <laughs> They'd have to oh, bring yeah. a bazooka in there, to get me, you know. Like, and I've got a metal tank behind me. Like, it's 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 you know three quarter inch steel plate behind me. I could jump in and look kind of funny on the video, <laughs> yeah. but, you know. Like, I have all of this natural protection in the situation we're at, so don't worry about me. Mm-hmm. And um, one one event we had, we were doing drive-in services, and this was kind of funny because. We were doing drive-in services for a while, and a couple of the safety team members were getting really kind of nervous about how I was positioning myself because I was positioning myself in a very open way. I was standing in the back of a pickup truck, and I was there was nothing behind me, and there was nothing but cars in front of me. You can't see through, and the sun's right in my eyes, so I can't even <laughs> mm-hmm. see half the time. Yeah. You know, so our safety team had worked it out to where you know they knew how to protect people and how to corral in that area. But we had a, uh, a Sunday morning, a florist decided to deliver during the middle of our drive-in service. Mm. And the florist was driving an old 80s model, white, beat-up Dodge van that was on the <laughs> It's like, this is the thing that, this is the thing your parents warned you about not getting right. into, yeah. it, right? So the Creepy guy, like right, yeah, <laughs> right? And so they weren't aware for whatever reason that we were having an outdoor service and everything like that. And so the florist actually pulled down through our cemetery and uh, then realized they couldn't get anywhere that way. Well, that immediately alerted our, our safety team. There's a white van. <laughs> so then they back out, and they're driving a little bit erratic. And, and uh, I'm not mentioning the florist, but, you know, God bless them for this. And then they pull up behind me, down a driveway behind me, and they, they pull up, and they kind of go caddy, cattywampus. Oh, you know yeah. that word, right? So the yeah, cattywampus yeah, yeah. park. Yeah. Like, they're, they're not parked like they're there to do business. They're, they're parked like they didn't mean to be there or something else worse. And, and uh, it was beautiful because – I remember thinking in that moment, like, I get to die preaching. <laughs> yeah. If I'm going to die right now, I get to die preaching, right? But, but I really wasn't going to die. I like, it. I like, like love to do. I was like, you know, I, I just hope they don't like, like, I hope they get it right. I don't want a bullet in my spinal cord. Mm-hmm. I want it in my head if you're going to do it, right? Like, <laughs> I don't want to sit there and suffer. But, but that was like a fleeting thought. It didn't even matter to me because I saw our safety team do their job, mm. you know? And that poor florist got 
a big shock when three big guys <clears throat> approached them really quick, sure. asking them what they were doing right there. Yeah. You know, but yeah. it was kind of beautiful because again, I don't have to worry. I just, mm. I we don't have to think about certain things. No. So. Yeah, and so much of it is personality driven from the pastor. Mm. Some pastors yeah. look at the responsibility of shepherd to care mm-hmm. and to nurture and to lead and to guide, while some shepherds. Our pastors look at shepherding as my responsibility is to teach you surrender, and mm-hmm. I'm going to shear you, and I'm going to give meat from you. You know, yeah. yeah. And in other words, yeah. for me, I don't need someone to break up a conversation that somebody's trying to dictate my time or my schedule right. or my energy because I'm comfortable saying, "Hey, schedule an appointment afterwards, mm-hmm. and we'll set up some time. Come back later." You know, why? But some shepherds, some pastors, they'd never say that. So they'll just emotionally be drained and allow someone to dictate their time, their energy in between services, et cetera. So I think that the responsibility of the security team sometimes is dependent on the personality or the Mm. needs of the shepherd or the pastor. Um, So, yeah, so kind of what you were talking about. Yeah, Yeah, it's going to be different for all of us, I think. That's right. You know, that level of safety, like, again, for our team, they're never told to come find me and protect me. That's not their priority their priority is to get as many people out of that church alive as possible that's i'll it. take care of myself i'm not i'm not worried about it yeah you know if that's the way that the lord wants me to go i'll go that goes back to that idea of, of confidence and, and working together with what the lord has for us to you know like if that's my time it'll be my time i'm not jumping in front of it but you know I, my goal is as a shepherd again let's keep as many people safe as possible that's right right you've been the quietest <laughs> i have ever seen you <laughs> I told you I'm learning. Yeah. <laughs> well, so yours is more up and running, you know, just kind of just getting up and running. Maybe it's up and limping at the moment, but it's yeah. it's it's starting. What what does it what does it mean to you? To have the security team? Yeah. Tell you the honest truth, I don't think about it on a Sunday morning. <laughs> uh, my, yep. the, it's like people come up to me and say, "Can you announce this?" I tell them, probably not. Probably won't, <laughs> yeah, it, it, my my mind is focused on the sermon, what I'm supposed to say, and then that's it, you know. And and I let the rest of it take care of itself, you know. Yeah. So, uh, the only thing I did tell the security team, they one of them said something uh, about uh, if a situation came in, you know, because they said up front closest to me, they said my job is to protect you. I said. Well, that's all well and good, and I appreciate that. But I said, your main job is to protect them. Yeah, mm-hmm. I said, right. you know, yeah. kind of like you said, you know, if, if this is where I die, this is where I die. I don't care. Because, you know, it's just promotion to heaven. That's and right. That's, yeah. you know, that's yeah. the way yeah. I look at it. Yeah. So, that's right. Yeah. Uh, so I said, you take care of the church. I said, I, I, you know, I'll let God take care of the rest of it. Right. Um, but, yeah, I never, I never think about it. The only time I do think about it is when they don't get there on time. <laughs> yeah. now, now, being late is my pet peeve. You know, yeah. I just can't yeah. stand it. Yeah. My, like my wife says, if I'm not somewhere 30 minutes before I'm supposed to be, then I'm late. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, right. so, I think it goes back to say that about volunteers. You know, there's a volunteer mindset. There just mm-hmm. is. Yeah. And, and sometimes people have more, for lack of a better word, pride in, in what they're doing. Yeah. Um, they're, they're just not as responsible i guess as they feel as, that responsibility sure yeah, yeah absolutely some people are and that's where the selection we can come back keep coming back to selection but like it's the person who we're using who we have yeah you know they're not getting paid to do this mm-hmm. you know there there are people who want to be there and they're like oh i'm late it'll be all right. right you know it's like no 
you're on safety team. <laughs> we need you here. Right. And so I think, you know, that that's a whole mentality of – that's a whole other topic, too. We can sure. get on something else. But, like, and people who – yeah. <laughs> Inclusion. But, but yeah. that's that's Four where our points. hearts – our hearts want to do things. But, you know, if you're – a volunteer mindset is totally different. Yeah. yeah. It is. Well, that's where that confidence goes in, too. I think we've all had to – we've all probably been challenged by this is that we have to look at the congregation we have and realize that that's the ones who God wants us to have. Right. You know, So if he wants us to have a safety team, then he's put the people there. That's or right. he's going to bring them there. We don't have to mold them into our image of a safety team. Right. That's right. They're going to stand out. Exactly. But you're going to have those right people at the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. And some of them you're going to train, some of them you won't, you know? So, kind of in conclusion, as we are wrapping up here. Seven uh, hours later. <laughs> yeah, hey, you know. Uh, this has been a very fun conversation. As the worship team comes forward, <laughs> every head bowed, every eye closed. Don't fall asleep during the final 20 minutes of our prayer. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, I want to give you guys the opportunity to kind of maybe share maybe a story or so that has happened that, you know, that something the safety team, security team has kind of been able to step in. And Well, Brian here visited our church one day and we had to kick him out. <laughs> and then, okay. And uh, so, completely naked. Uh, <laughs> I don't believe you didn't expect that one, did you? Oh, uh, completely naked. Uh, I tried to re- recreate the Adam and Eve thing. And just, uh, I had no Eve. It was just me. Um, yeah. it was terrible. Uh, I got tackled that day. Great safety team, by the way. Very gentle. Very gentle. Well, have you healed up? Yeah. Uh, no bruises. Uh, God come down and says, "What are you doing?" No, 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 do we need to start that part? <laughs> no, I think it's great. Completely <laughs> naked. Definitely uh, want that in. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll go for a story. Uh, it's not that one. Um, <laughs> that was totally fake. You know, you, as we've been talking about how how we sp- we're vetting people who are you know kind of making sure that we got the right people in the right places. Uh, once when when we first implemented our team, um, we did not always think that way, and so uh, we let a guy come in. Um, did not we did background checks everything came clean we did everything we we thought we were supposed to do um, but he actually you know abused his position mm. um, by getting phone numbers from our from our directory to ladies in the church single or not and um, and it was contacting them saying some very inappropriate things to keep it PG thirteen um, we actually had to ask him to leave the church. Mm. Um, and so that's always an uncomfortable situation. Yeah. But it was a phone call, and it's do not come here again or we'll call the police. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's very, very, very important to, to do the extra steps as we've been talking about. Yeah. Um, so our safety team had to turn around on our safety team, if you will, mm. uh, to, to kind of go after that. So um, you have to be very careful of, of who who you let inside, you know, we talked about sheep dogs, who, who, who you, where you get the breeder from. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. You know, yeah that's good. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very, very difficult. That was a, one of the most difficult conversations I've had in ministry. Absolutely. Did you do this? Uh, no, it was an accident. I'm like, how is it an accident? You've done it five times. Right. Uh, right. And so, um, you know, send inappropriate pictures to, to women, yeah. calling women, you know, single or not. Um, so that was very, very Wow. That was a disheartening thing for us. We think, well, we messed up. You know, we did that. And so that was a lesson learned for yeah. sure. That's my story. It's terrible. That's my story. Yeah. 
Mine's not near that bad. <laughs> that's pretty bad. That, that's rough. That, but that, that shows that, that that responsibility you take on it. Absolutely. Too, as a pastor, you know, like this it is. It rises and this falls. Was, yeah, it stops at us. Like mm-hmm. there's nobody higher than us to blame because it wasn't right. God's fault. No, no. You know? uh, it was, it was, it comes back to us. That's and, right. And just, just piggybacking on that, that's what, uh, one thing I forgot to mention. We contacted our insurance company about it too mm. to ask them what they would want to see, you know. And so they gave us some, some information as well. But we, we've had um, we've had some events where people have uh, a lot of ours did start at Vacation Bible School, you know. When we saw the same thing you saw, Freddie, like you saw the influx of all these kids. This person drops them off, and they're walking out the door with their cell phone on because you know, like in churches at BBS time, you're just the daycare that week mm. for a lot of kids. You know, like they're going to circle around for a whole summer dropping their kids <laughs> off at different churches, and and some of that, and that's a great opportunity for us, but. Some of that brings along with it, you know, the negative. We've had a, um, during vacation Bible school, uh, a, a gentleman who was not with the kid at all pulled up on the parking lot while our kids were outside playing their games and went over to pull his kid aside to talk to him. And so our safety team and myself, when we were just in our infant stages there, we surrounded this. Uh, we were trying to be very respectful that who is this guy because this kid seems like they know him, mm. you know, but we also really needed to make it clear at that point, like we've got to make some changes. We cannot mm. allow that to happen ever again because that ended well for us, you know. Uh, it didn't didn't backfire, but we've had instances of people trying to get into church during service. We had one, I guess probably the biggest one that sticks out in my mind would be the one where a uh, gentleman came to our church. Uh, they were monitoring the cam- cameras in the parking lot, saw him, and whoever was in the car with him pulled into the parking lot in a very weird and erratic fashion. Uh, big dude gets out of his car. Big you have guy. bad drivers on the northern side of Davidson County. Mm-hmm. We actually that. do. Yeah, <laughs> we actually do. You should see it when it snows. It's, it's brutal, you know. Um, so, yeah, this, you would know, right? But uh, we, um, we, they see this guy get out of his car and start to rapidly approach the church. Just, I mean, he's coming in for something, you know. And uh, so the safety team goes to meet him at the door. Well, he meets them at the door first. About the time they get the door open, he's in the doorway. And he's about a foot taller than every other person. He's built like a linebacker. And uh, he, he looks at the first guy he contacts. He says, get me to the pastor right now. we got to talk. And uh, the, the guy immediately went into sheepdog mode, but he was so good with the guy, and he was able to contain it. He was able to sort of not calm him down as much as he did just get him out the door because the philosophy of our safety team is don't let it inside. It all ends in the parking lot. That's their philosophy is not to let anything come inside. So they wanted to get this guy back outside. So they escorted him back outside. They were walking with him, talking with him. Safety team was trying to cool him down. Eventually, our safety team paid him 10 or $20 to leave. Uh, and not, they didn't say, we're paying you this money to leave. The, the guy just said, you know, he was in a hard time and he needed to talk to the pastor and he was upset about some things. Uh, we still don't know where he's from, where he went. We, we have no idea. Again. I've never seen him before in my life. He didn't look like the guy who – he didn't look like the kind of guy who would follow me on Facebook or anything like that. You know, like – I mean, something was wrong, but he was coming straight for me that day, and he would have had to get through everybody else to come. And so our safety team, just through some wisdom, I mean, you know, just not trying to engage. No hands were laid. It was great. They just they just looked at the guy, and they, they got him off property. I mean, mm-hmm. the safety team leader gave him 10 or $20 and said, hey, I want you to go fill your tank up and go get some lunch. I think you'll feel better if you go eat a little bit, you know. And that was just something to get him off site. And we don't know how many of those things – could have happened yeah. if it wasn't for the presence. Right. We've uh, we've not had any serious problems at our church at all. Uh, do have some that I could tell you, but 
since we've had the security team, we had one guy came in and um, he walked in first, and then his family and his wife. And I happened to knew his uh, know his wife from another church. And uh, well, he came in, big old guy, big tall guy, uh, looked pretty rough, but he was carrying a probably nine ten inch blade on the side of his hip. And while I was standing there, was, we hadn't had the security team over a month, maybe at the most. So I stand back there at the door and, you know, I was greeting people as they were coming in and I shook his hand and talked to him. And, and then when I saw his wife, I thought, oh, okay, I know who these people are. Didn't know his name, but I knew who they are. I had two people on the security team come back and tell me, did you see that guy with the knife? Yeah, I saw him. Well, what do you think we ought to do? I said, I think you ought to be his best friend. <laughs> I said, if you don't know who he is, you need to scoot right in beside of him that's and right. be his best friend. Hey, buddy. Yeah, that's right. And the, the one that told me that ended up sitting at the very back at the church. At the very, I mean, we have little Sunday school classes behind the sanctuary, and we open up the doors, you know, so they can seat people in the sanctuary. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he said all the way in the back, because when I stood up to preach, I thought, where is that guy? And I looked way back there in that back. He's <laughs> my guy. Sitting. And I thought, dude, <laughs> you need to be up here with him if you don't know him. <laughs> I'm not getting cut today. <laughs> he said, but the exit's back here. Yeah, yeah. He said, that guy with the knife's up there. I ain't going up there. <laughs> Situational awareness. <laughs> oh. We've had uh, we had an instance a few years ago in which an individual uh, attended one of our services and uh, at the end of the service was so uh, moved by emotion that stood up and began to confess uh, some inappropriate things. It was not the right time. It was not the right uh, place for exactly what they were confessing. Uh, the security team. So I was going to have to address it from being on the platform because it was getting uncomfortable. And uh, so what I did, and Brandon alluded to this earlier in the podcast, uh, I invited him to come to the front. The moment that I did that, the security team, uh, both from the balcony and from the sides, uh, because they have radios, they have earpieces, they were communicating constantly, and uh, no one else was aware, they moved in almost as altar counselors. And I had a conversation, everybody else, I was praying with them, but I was saying, hey, wrong time wrong message God did not give you this this is you know and uh, was able from that position to say uh, looked at the security team take them to my office and I'll meet you in my office Mm -hmm. so once again because that individual legitimately believed they had a word from God that they wanted to share with the congregation uh, it was uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and it could have really turned to a place of embarrassment for him uh, for his family who was also attending um, but it could have just, and it could have really, if the security team would have been more aggressive in that moment, it could have really escalated quickly, mm-hmm. but they did a great job of de-escalating yeah. it. We also had a situation more recently in which, uh, in our nursery area, there was some bruising and some marks on a child that was inappropriate and concerning, uh, to the point where the children's minister communicated or contacted our executive pastor and the executive pastor at the end alongside the security team addressed it with the mom and the dad. Because of that situation, it created a safe place and a safe environment for the mom to confess some 
some abuse that was taking place at the hands of the the dad and husband. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, that would not have taken place, and she had continued to, and the children would have continued to be exposed to that. So I was thankful for that, and uh, we were able to get that resolved and get that to the hands of, of the appropriate authorities moving forward. I think that, for me, that highlights the the whole point of ministry for yeah, us. Right. Is that really, you know, we've talked a lot about the one moment, the Sunday moment, the Wednesday moment, whatever, that we're there, you know, but as a congregation doing what the church is called to do when it gathers, but the church is called to scatter too. And, and we want to be there for our people. We want to be able to help them because they're living real lives in a real ugly world too. And so we want to be there to help them. That's a perfect illustration of that. Like you yeah. were able to help somebody in the situation of a church, in the safety of a church that may not have gotten the help that they needed if you didn't have the right eyes on them. That's, right. That's, That's beautiful to yeah. be able to help somebody like that. That's beautiful to be able to do that. And I think it also illustrates the confidence we have to have as pastors that because you will have those people who stand up and say, i got a word from the Lord, and we've got to be able to have the authority to say, no, you don't. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, and we do have the authority to tell from, what is right and what is wrong. Yeah, and the authority that, from, that we have from Scripture. I mean, that we at that moment are in charge. That's right. You know, so, and it's not, it's not an authority we want to you know, throw around. That's right. It, but it, we are the person who has to co- cool that and calm that down. And we have the right to say, we have to come into this with the confidence to say, no, this is not going to happen right now. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. I've had people come up to me even before they speak and say, hey, is it okay if I say this? Yeah. And, and if I discern that, that's, that's the discernment of God. They say, okay, let's wait on that for, for next week. Let's talk more about that. Can we talk after service? Or, you know, but that becomes a safety issue if they're vastly approaching the front. Mm-hmm. You know, to me, and that's where someone stands up mm-hmm. and says, hey, this is what's going on. Um, but you're talking about kids and stuff like that. It's so important, we, which we never thought about this before, but it's so important to have cameras inside yeah. each kid's class. Yeah. Um, that, that's what we have. And it's so, I never, I was like, why do we do that? It's like, well, what if someone claims abuse yeah. from, mm-hmm. a, from a kid's worker? That gets into an insurance <laughs> issue yeah. and that yeah. gets into a law issue. Yep. And we have recording of everything that happens inside of that, that realm that's supposed to be the safest place you could be mm-hmm. on a Sunday morning for mm-hmm. your kids. That's right. And so that's it's so important. I'll go, you talked about stories, but we got on something else. That's what we do. We just, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Rabbit we, can, we, can, we can come back. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Just right. give us a minute. A few right. more jokes, we'll bring it back in. No, no, it's, it's, all, it's all good. Um, no, this is... Uh, what started out as an episode is probably going to be a two, three part series. That's awesome. Every uh, sermon that's I cool. do goes that way. Really? <laughs> <laughs> two verses. You three say, weeks, yeah. like, so hey, you, I'm you start today, out and then you realize, and oh, I'm, I'm not getting, but like, yeah. just this far. So, and the next. <laughs> he only pre- prepares 12 sermons a year. Turns into 52. How did you know? Oh, I love it. Uh, and Brian, we can make available Mount Zion's uh, security handbook for those that would find it available. Maybe you can link that to uh, link, link that below the, show, the podcast. Show notes. Yep. Good. Yeah, that's awesome. So, yeah, anybody that is looking for that, we will have that linked in the show notes. We are also going to set up a page on our website, impactdefense.online, uh, specifically for church security. Mm-hmm. I, I think this is something that's very important. Uh, so we're going to set up a page. I will link that in there as yep. well, if that's okay. Uh, and then we'll have some other information on there. So that means I just have more work to do. <laughs> and if anybody on has any questions, I'm sure all of us are going to be available for any, any questions that people have or just getting Absolutely. started and, yeah. and, and trying to. That's, that's what I'm kind of focused on. If I, was, if I had to do this all over again, 
yeah. what kind of yeah. questions would I ask? And then, you know, this is so good. This is such a good resource. So I think everybody would be okay with being available for any kind of questions or anything. Absolutely. Well, I'll give you Brian's number. That's yeah, right. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> we'll show up your church naked. And it's not <laughs> Uh, no, but you're right. I mean, I think that's a that's something I just now thought about too. If I had to do this over again, I'm thankful for the way we did it because for us it just worked out. It feels perfect. Yes. Nothing in this world's perfect, but it felt perfect for us. Mm. But I do know that that's an exception. Like mm. this is a struggle for people. It's a struggle for their congregation. Struggle for their for their ministry. It's a struggle for their attitudes. It's a struggle for logistics. I mean, not everybody has the right people in the church and, yeah. or they don't see them at least right away. So yeah, any resource that's out there, just avail yourself of it. That's right. For sure. Yeah. Even you said just sitting here listening, you got to think about other people. It's like, wait a second. That, I think that person mm-hmm. worked really well. So, you know, a lot of these things, you know, um, just kind of being in that thought process helps tremendously. Right. So yeah. uh, guys, I have thoroughly, thoroughly <laughs> enjoyed this. Um, I, I might have to come up with an excuse just to do this all again at some point in time. Get us talking about scripture, man. They'll be like, oh, man. <laughs> That's right. Right? I, I get that. I just, you know. <clears throat> we've got the recovering Calvinist. We've got the <laughs> I mean, we got all sorts of things to talk about. <laughs> yeah. So this is going to be awesome. Uh, but I, I, I do appreciate all four of you guys coming in today. Thank you. Uh, thank you for yeah, doing this. I, like yeah. I said, all dear friends, everybody was just a text message away. Yeah. It's like, yeah. hey, would you would you like to do this? Is this all right? And everybody's like, absolutely would love yeah. to. Right. Uh, so that was that was great. Of course, in our defense, you asked preachers if they wanted to talk. <laughs> it is true. <laughs> can I'm we just say it? I, I just got, can I get a cup of coffee with you, Pastor? I've been going through some stuff. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? We got computer notes, guys. coming in <laughs> Yeah, I said, hey, you know, would you mind being on the podcast? Went to my church security, and there's free coffee, and everybody just jumped on that really <laughs> yeah, quick. We saw that last coffee. line. You had me yeah. coffee. Yeah, yeah. Free yeah. Coffee. that's right. Yeah. So that's where you had us. Donuts next time. Oh <laughs> man, we can do that. <laughs> so I have to up my game to get you guys back. Is that what I'm hearing? So we're asking for all kinds of sponsors right now. For <laughs> 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 donuts. Yeah, and and there's somebody listening to the podcast who just said, I knew every preacher wanted money. (laughs) (laughs) Just because of that. Can't can't get through it. Way to go, bro. And we'll send you. (laughs) Some throwing stars. (laughs) (laughs) We'll send you a free nunchuck. (laughs) A free nunchuck. (laughs) And a picture of Brian naked. They all decide not not the host Brian. <laughs> and a fighting chimpanzee. <laughs> this is We've really gone like all over the place. I just now realized like how far out well, no, just how far out and around did you yeah. get some of the jokes? This is the intro to this. Do you like chimpanzees and, stars and naked pastors? <laughs> What do we the Naked this Pastor is, Podcast? This is, the, this is the podcast. I like it. The Naked Pastor Podcast. Oh, That's what your thing's got to be doing. Like, okay. There we go. <laughs> no one from my church is listening to this. <laughs> no well, it goes to the Philippines. We're hoping that's right. right. This is one guy in the Philippines going to Oh, that's good. I think we'll just cut it right and, <laughs> and cut it. <laughs> guys. guys, I hope you enjoyed this conversation. As you can tell from the constant laughter, 
Um, we all really did. I hope you were able to learn something from it. If church security is something that you are interested in, uh, please contact us. We are very happy to reach out and work with you, uh, even if we can't actually travel to where you are. Uh, we can give you some stuff to help you get started uh, with security or safety at your church. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope to see you in the next podcast. Goodbye.